there's something minerally about Pellegrino with like a rose that's actually like having a weird pink uh, gruner, and you're like, ooh, tasty. Oh God, I'm groaning like you. You're frustrating me right up top. <laughs> you cannot talk about wine and stuff every single episode. Sweet, sweet air conditioning? Mm, no, I don't think they do. Oh. Their door was wide open. They don't have air conditioning. Oh, bastards. Okay. Um, you know, my hand got air conditioned when I reached it into the fridge for a split second. Ah. That's that's pretty much it. Mm. But no, it gave me a little pod fuel. A couple of things went on over mm. there. As they do. Already. And we have to get right into it tonight. because where, Well, where was your bodega experience? Where? Oh, it was right on the corner of... Green and Lewis. Lewis. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. wow. See? Titans. Yeah. Oh, I guess we're outing this bodega for being the piece of shit that it is, but. It's a goddamn terrible bodega. Yeah. And Welcome to the ranks of Bedsty's finest. It used to be good. Do you remember when we first moved here and they would be out of beer, but they would let you charge for like a dollar for a 40th Valentine? <laughs> well, this bodega has gone through a few cycles. I do remember that. It's interesting to note that you being able to charge a 40 of valentine Uh, is a a positive memory for you well it was charming because the the person the lady who worked there would be like oh honey i'm like yeah just put on the card oh wow well uh as a matter of fact one of the things i wanted to talk about was 40 ounce related oh boy they had a brand of water over there this is not new i've never seen it before 40 ounce water i have a picture on my phone which i won't pull up for you but it's at least three years old oh wow okay well with the tagline uh let's kick your drinking problem wait what or something like that that's yeah that was the tagline no. on their stand yeah oh let's solve your drinking problem i don't know it was one of those things but... uh, i don't like that i, I didn't I don't think like it, that at all yeah i didn't think it was going to do that for me no i i blew right by that that advertising didn't work unless it was 40 percent vodka i don't know how that's going to wow. help anyone it did catch my attention though because it's its logo is like a gold crown yeah it's very deliberately it's supposed to look like yeah like a thing of colt 45 yeah or something yeah like billy d williams is going to like jump out and be like have some water oh boy well billy d williams is like working again oh yeah he's got star wars money so he's fine he doesn't need he hasn't done one of those colt 45 i can't talk i've been talking all day he hasn't done a Colt 45 ad in that was like 35 80s, years. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, but I feel like you still see the posters around occasionally. <laughs> Not with him on it. You'll see a Billy D. Williams bodega poster for sure. And I don't know if it's like nostalgic charm, if they're like represses. I think that's an unremodeled bodega, which we have many of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So that could just be a vintage item. If one could call it vintage. Mm. Yeah. I think it's vintage. Anything over 11 years old is vintage. Faded cardboard is vintage. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you could sell that on eBay as vintage. I don't think that's problematic. Uh, I mean, I want to know who's buying that. A white person selling a Billy D. Williams Colt 45 ad on eBay is problematic. I mean... But not because of its provenance or condition. 
I think the whole thing's a little sketchy. I don't know. I'm not I'm not here for the whole shebang at yeah. all. I really wonder what those go for. I'm not a pristine Billy D. Williams. I could add that to my weird collection. Oh, be... there was something I oh fuck. Oh, I wanted to <laughs> I was I took a screenshot. I want you to get this Make America a MAGA hat, but it's like pride colored so it's got rainbow on the red because i think that's a that's a wicked item as well yeah is that well is that for gay people to wear in protest or is that for maga people who are gay couldn't fucking tell you uh but i was like this is a cursed item i think this is a part of the cursed item collection i don't know yeah kind of i'm trying to think i've seen similar things like 30 dollars yeah i know that that's the thing i don't know about that the fuck come on my roger stone rock was only ten dollars so Hats shouldn't cost more than five. Well, I don't know. If you got a fresh fl- flat-brimmed hat from Lids, those shits were like $55 back Excuse in the day. me? Oh, yeah. That's why people would steal them. That's where the sticker thing started from. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, like, I'm trying to think of similar things I've seen. Like, there's, like, uh, you can get, like, a Confederate flag that's also pride. There's lots of weird, like, right-wing oh pride stuff because there is, like log cabin republicans who are like yeah well there's irony bros and then there's also oh, log yeah. cabin republicans and it appeals to both so. irony bros yeah is that your your private podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's just my headspace i oh, think anymore boy. uh irony poisoning um well anyway the other thing yeah in the bodega that was much stranger mm. uh was you know i'm checking out and you know there's the big guy that works there yes i don't know his name he's just the big guy the big guy yeah he's checking me out and there's a child next to him just like bantering with him and i presumed that it was his daughter she's maybe 12 years old probably not okay well let me tell the story okay well so i'm thinking like oh this guy's daughter's acting like kind of weird she's being really forward and then at one point and like sexual Ew. and then at one point she's like you know whatever his name is you need to go on a date with me and then the lady that's also there there's an older lady yeah there the too. little angry lady yeah it, i don't know if she's his sister or his wife or again all these relationships are really unclear, unclear. to me but yeah. she seems to be in a position of authority over the situation and she says something in spanish that i think was meant to brush the young child off and she was like no you need to go on a date with me to applebee's I love that though. And I was like, damn. <laughs> oh boy. That is a sick, trashy move, but all of this is making me very uncomfortable. None of the other customers seemed to balk at it. There was many people in there. Mm. And I was like, does anybody else think this like pedophilia Applebee's date is weird? <laughs> I mean, it is weird, but I mean, I think that's the most charming thing though, that the best thing a 12 year old can come up with as like, you know, a thing like, a grown man can take you to is Applebee's. I mean, that's that's the best thing like a lot of grown women can probably come up with, depending on where you're from. Not New York. Oh, I know, but <sighs> I don't know. Like Dallas barbecue is fancy to some people. Oh, because it's just expensive as fuck. Is it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that about Dallas barbecue. Ooh, it's just yeah. arbitrarily expensive, but it yeah. sucks. I've never heard a I good think it's, word. Everything's like thirty dollars. Oh, yeah. I did walk by. I did walk by the Red Lobster in Times Square and went, ooh. ooh, bitch. If I only knew, I would have said, guys, birthday dinner is at Red Lobster. Fuck everybody. <laughs> oh, that would have been awful. I man. know. That would have been shit. Um, yeah. Speaking of irony, broing, 
you can't subject people that are trying to do a nice thing for you to Times Square. Fair. This is I true. really, I really yeah. think that's crossing no, that would be, the line. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I think that's a, that's one of those private things that I do alone. You, you and I should some... go there as an activity to talk about. I would do that for sure. Like, like reviewing Guy Fieri's restaurant or whatever. I don't even know where that is. I don't think it exists anymore, but do you remember that? That yeah. Times takedown? It was in Times Square, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure there. it's still there. They're still in the LAX airport. Oh, really? Yeah, there's two. He's still kicking, huh? He's got a mm. burger restaurant and the full service one. What's it called? Guy's? Guy's Burgers and Fries. Oh, really? It's that some simple? Some shit like mm. that. I don't know. I just want some donkey sauce. <laughs> do you remember but, what the donkey sauce consisted fuck of? Fuck if no. I know. No. It's probably just mayo and ketchup and like a little bit of Tabasco. I was going to say it has to have a hot sauce element. I don't think there's any sauce at that place yeah, but without think, spice. Think of hot sauce for white people. Oh, it's just like some crushed red pe- pepper flakes in your... That's yeah, too hot. In your sugar sauce. You think that's too hot? Yeah. Cracked black pepper. That's too fancy. Yeah, no. That's... Mm-mm. It's just Tabasco. That's all you can It just do. has like paprika in it to make it orange. It's vinegar looking. and cayenne pepper. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Maybe that'll be part of me and Rachel's uh, fast food extravaganza. I'll be like, let's go to T-Bell. Oh, yeah. And then we'll go to another thing. And then we'll end at Red Lobster and just like have a bunch of Cheddar Bay biscuits. And that'll be the grand Ooh, finale. That would be good. It's going to be tough doing that with Rachel, though, because she's veg. I guess the Cheddar Bay biscuits fit right in there. Yeah. But that's about all she can get. Actually, can she get, eat seafood? She can she have seafood. like clam chowder that's coming from a plastic pouch? I think she's kind of fast and loose with it. But I don't know if she'd break for Olive Garden. I... No, not Olive Garden. Because I've seen her eat oysters before, but that's different. Uh, hmm. Is that a menu item at Red Lobster? No way, right? Fuck no. I mean, maybe they have like clams. They definitely have clams. I think they would do a... Cl- I think like clams are dumb. They're barely even people. So They're not people, but they're barely even functional fish. So like, be like, girl, they're fried. It's fine. They're- yeah, yeah. I, that's, a, that's the thing. I think that she's the type of, uh, I guess, pescatarian that's okay with eating shellfish because they don't have a nervous system. Or bivalves, at least, because yeah. it's like they're dumb. Like, they're not, yeah. They're, they're barely not, like, mucus. Yeah. I mean, best case scenario, they're just like a little snot that you go, mm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, my friend Brian at work went to Basel for the first time this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said that the Domino's there was the best he ever had because Domino's in Switzerland, all the ingredients have to be local. Oh, so you're like fuck fucking me with, with that cheese, prime meats and cheeses <gasps> on Domino's crust. <gasps> that actually sounds fucking delicious. Can I, I can has that right now. And get this, they had beer in the vending machine of the lobby, <gasps> as well as Red Bull. You could get like a Heineken or a Red Bull or like instant coffee or whatever out of the same vending machine. I thought that was oh, a it's great... a vending machine. Oh, I'm thinking like a fountain drink. Like no, no, no. Like... Fountain <laughs> I, I, Jesus I thought it was like a little fountain where you just go. That's very American. I can't believe there are not restaurants that don't do fountain beer. Maybe Cause... there's legal issues with that. You're probably not allowed to serve. It you know, you yeah. can't self-serve alcohol. True. Except in maybe New Orleans. I don't know. I feel like you could just I get in your sippy there, cup. Uh... No, because no, someone... the, the pulley levers for the slushies are behind the bar. Oh, fuck. Yeah. The naked woman with her titties out has to do it for you. You're not allowed to do it. I remember not that. There's well, I'm I'm exaggerating, but there's like you know, it's Peggy who's 65 and like hasn't worn a bra in 30 years and often, chain smokes often and that's she's true. like, here you go, honey, ten dollars, oh, and you're like, oh, bitch. Oh man, never mind. I don't want to have to cut anything out, so I'm just not going to talk about it. I'll tell you later. Okay, um, fine. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. What the fuck do you want to talk about? There's many things we could talk about, but I have good things to talk oh. about that I want to save for when we're not in a rush. Oh, okay. So I'd rather just phone this one in. Mm, fair. 
I mean, I'm still upset about the the Jack Goldstein sad pricing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Did you ever, ever follow up on that? What, in terms of the... Con- no, I didn't sign up for well, let, Sotheby's e- con- condition Let's report. explain what we're talking about real quick. Will and I were surfing the uh, Sotheby's. What auction was that? Just Contemporary con- Day London. Contemporary Day London. Happening and, on the 27th. Uh-huh. And Jack Goldstein's prices and many other prices were conspicuously low. The Goldstein was what, like 18,000 was the low estimate? 18,000 pounds on the Crazy. low estimate. High estimate of 25,000 pounds. And there was a lot of work like this. Good shit. Good stuff, yeah. Like, even like big things, big ticket items, like we're all $100,000. I was like, what's going on in the world? Either this is just like a slush pile and like everyone, like they know that they can't get good shit. So these are like second rate or damaged things post Basel that people are going to spend some money on, but they're not going to go ham. They tell you on the website if it's got condition problems. You have to sign up and give an email to get the condition report. Oh, I apologize. Okay, which, that's what you were talking about before. I mean, I could have done the research, but it seemed like, I don't know. I feel like they'd be like, what's your email? No, too poor. And then they'd like, shut it down. I really do wonder if this day auction is like for damaged goods that, yes, they're cheap, but you're going to pay for a lot of conservation and then they'll regain their value. Well, that would make more sense to me, but I don't know. Day auctions Hard are usually slush piles and like prints and stuff and editions like editions and prints are always in the day uh day auctions are usually emerging or like lesser sure they're always lesser value or like middle of the road examples yeah but i wonder if that also includes damaged things because that jack goldstein that you showed me was a big painting from 1986 it looked great like unless it was truly fucked up which it could be his paintings are not in good condition in general it could also just be one of those things that like maybe he didn't touch it at all it's like purely just assistance where you're just like oh yeah and there's like it's actually well painted and you're just like oh it has no like flavor i feel like there's a lot like that though who knows i know who gives a fuck yeah it doesn't really make a difference i don't think anybody actually cares about that no um did i ever tell you about the forger thing what at sotheby's the in-house forger does this ring a bell no okay then i'll talk um, I have no way of vetting this. I want to just say this up top. And the guy that told me, um, I like him a lot, but his, I don't know. He's not exactly a liar, but he is a tendency to exaggerate. So oh, okay. take it with a grain of salt. But he worked at Sotheby's for a couple of years, and he told me that they employ an in-house forger. So so listen, so say somebody's like, I love my Marsden Hartley painting, right? And I hang it by my dinner table. It's a real conversation piece for my guests. Um, I want to sell it, but I don't want to lose it. And I also don't want to lose the social cachet of having sold such a valuable thing. So the auction house will say to them, we will we'll get our make forger you a double? to make you one. We'll sell the original one. Nobody has to know. You hang the double and act like nothing ever happened. What if someone tries to sell it later? That happens quite a lot too. And the reason this story was fascinating to me on one level was that auction houses if this is true are creating their own counterfeit market and then have no real way to verify oh fuck well sotheby's now is no longer publicly traded because some rich swiss man the guy who uh bought Cablevision and now provides our internet bought Sotheby's, so now it's not going to be publicly traded the guy who created altus Oh, wow. Okay. So another layer of transparency, because the only reason why like it was interesting for Sotheby's to be publicly traded is because you have to get quarterly sales reports, sure. profit margins, blah, 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 the whole shebang, which costs a lot of money to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but now that will just be private. Oh, right. Oh, you said transparency before you mean opacity. Another layer oh, of opacity. Another layer of opacity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Christie's is owned by Francois Pinot, so, like, that's LVMH money. He don't give a fuck. Like, fuck you. Like, oh, you want to check my books? No. Um, I was looking up richest people in France the other day, and I can't believe how much richer that guy is than everyone else in France. No fucking kidding. It's pretty incredible. I think I think he and one other person are, like, several orders of magnitude richer than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, Bernard Arnault. Yes. Yes. Right. They war. They hate each other because they're, you know, just measuring their French dicks on the table. <laughs> it's just so hilariously French that it's fashion houses that make the most money in the entire fashion country. houses and champagne. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know how they still have Hennessy is as part of their profile though. El- the oh, well. the H in LVMH is Hennessy, and I'm like, what? Why are you suspicious of that? Because it seems too low class or oh, something for yeah, them? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, but... Louis Vuitton, he- LV, Moe, and then Hanny. But I'm like, what? You know, I don't think they had any incentive to lose that part of the initialism because the amount of people that I see order Henny rivals my consumption of wine. yeah consumption yeah. of dark horse yes absolutely yes hi dark horse wine please sponsor a podcast that Ooh, has no listeners yes, um that's good if we ever even get like a hundred listeners we should reach out to dark horse and start reading some ads <laughs> we can do we can do in-ep reads that are literally 45 minutes long is your favorite subject oh, fuck just you. like we talked about at the beginning of this you would be a wonderful evangelist for uh cheap rosé <sighs> It's very on brand for me. Yeah. Um, wait, why are you looking at f- rich French people? Th- those I, those who what? also didn't pay for their pledges for Notre Dame. Yes, of course. Not. The, uh, has gone unpaid. They have about ninety one million or something, or ninety one. It's very low. They probably had a convenient excuse not to do it, since so many act- activists blew up at them. Like, why don't they give this money to poor people instead of to the Catholic Church or whatever? You know. So yeah. they're probably like, oh, fine, fuck it. Never mind. Now everybody's no. happy. We don't have to pay, and you guys, you get to be righteous or whatever. I doubt that's what happened. No, I think I they were just like, we have to wait till the books close for the year. Yeah. Well, I was looking up the richest people in France because I was trying to figure out what Louis the Fourteenth's net worth would have been in today's dollars. Huh. Not as much as those motherfuckers have now. That's what I was curious about. I was wondering if Jeff Bezos and Louis the Fourteenth, like who had more money at the time? Jeff Bezos. And I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Bezos, but I couldn't get a solid answer on that. I was doing my own calculations, but it, it seemed it seemed true that like the entire um, Bourbon mo- were they Bourbon? Yeah, Ooh. the entire Bourbon monarchy uh, in the 18th century was less wealthy than like Jeff Bezos. Well, because Versailles. In today's money, took $2 billion to make, I think. Are you just making that up? It seems like it would take a lot more than that. Or maybe it was $2 billion in their time. I bet it was $2 billion in their time, which would be, I don't know what it would be now, but it would be a lot. It'd be a lot, but like, I don't know. You just have to figure out what the price of Versailles was and then just go, oh, that bankrupted them. So that was all the money. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, I don't know. I I kept encountering all these like inconsistencies where it's sort of unfair to compare like feudal monarchy wealth to like capitalist wealth because it's just not the same type of system and like the way it's owned is different it's all like spread around the aristocracy and like in a way that's kind of true but it's like a little bit more centralized i think with business people yeah but they also spent all the money of all of them building that so 
Yeah, but it's a t- it's a tough comparison to make, right? Because like the the American elite, you know, like if you took Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and the Koch brothers and like all the heroes, and they all went and bought something. I didn't see heroes with scare quotes for me, sir. Well, you know, uh, that was for a good reason. <sighs> Look, man, Sheldon Adelson, he looks like the Crypt Keeper, but he gets wheeled around. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he owns how many casinos does he own? He owns like a ball of Las Vegas, I think, or oh, probably Reno. What? No, he doesn't own Reno. I feel like he's trashy, and he owns like Reno and Carson City. I feel like maybe he owns like Caesars or something shitty. Yeah, I don't know. See, I think Caesars is Steve Wynn. Anyway, oh, he, oh. we don't need to split hairs over casino. By the way, it's very cheap to stay in Las Vegas now. I don't know why. Ooh, you were looking. I was looking because it was like you got some travel deals, and there was like. $31 a night at a, at like something on the strip and I went the fuck? Oh, well yeah, it really depends what you're talking about. I mean, if it's less than eh, if it's less than $200 a night, it's probably going to be really trashy. That doesn't mean that's bad, but The Luxor was $41 a night. Wow, crazy. And I went I would go for like this month. Cuz like, there are on the and rest off of the year. Wow, that's nuts. I don't know. Cuz I checked like in 2 weeks and then I checked around Erica's cuz I was like, well, could just go there and just spend more time in the heat or i'm gonna go to palm Springs. i don't know palm Springs is really fucking expensive yeah yeah it's actually not that bad compared to airbnbs in fire island which i looked up and went (laughs) (laughs) fuck no yeah uh like you can get paradise in palm springs for not that much money what's paradise what are you talking about like beautiful like pool cabana like a you know a retro home yeah Yeah, yeah. like like two hundred dollars a night but like Fire Island, you're like $1,500 a day. And I went, hey, excuse me? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's in the Hamptons, kind of. Like, yeah, it, it makes guess, sense. Yeah. Um, well, but that's interesting that the prices were so low for the rest of the year. That doesn't really... It was like now through October. That doesn't really track. I, I like, don't know, but their busy season is kind of at the end of the year. I don't know. Well, I don't get I don't it. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I like, confused. I wonder... We were talking about when we were looking at the Goldstein painting, whether that indicated anything about like markets generally. And it kind of makes me wonder, is everybody like expecting something to happen? Is a downturn coming? Like, uh, I've been expecting a downturn for a year and a half. I think everybody has. Yeah. Yeah. But also like, I feel culturally people have, I don't know if it's subliminal, but like people have been lowering their expectations of, you know, commodities that they buy f- subtly for a really long time. There are still holdout people of like, if I spend $80, it's got to be made well. And you're like, excuse me? Yeah, you, you, you know, bought a winter coat for $80. The fuck is wrong with you? You think that's going to be warm? That's some plastic sewn together with some dental floss by a child. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's been hard to make that transition. It's hard for me. It's partly why I don't really care or like shopping is like, I do kind of expect things over $50 to be high quality, and that is not no. true at all. No, you're spending over 125 150 At least. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, slowly over time, like, commodities have totally gone to shit. Like, actual cotton, do you think anything you buy is mostly actually cotton all the time? No way. It's like synthetic blend, right? You get, yeah. You get some cotton in there to make it feel get that like way. 35% but... to give it a hand feel. Right. But... If you want to pay the same amount you have, like prices have not gone up for most middling, you know, mid-tier commodities. The quality has just been real shitty so that way margins can stay high so to boister the market. Right, right. Of that, because like 
no one will care if the price is right. But, I mean, cotton costs so much fucking money right now. And it has been, like... Uh, that's why I don't know why canvas hasn't gone up in price. At the baby store, it's still $7 a yard. And you're like, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I wonder... Hmm. It's also not that refined to be, like... It's not spun in such a high way that, like... Well, it has to be wearable. That's correct. And also, like, it's in entirely machined. Like, there's no labor involved in making a ream of canvas. Or rather, the labor or is roll, minimal. Yeah. Whereas, like, with garments, they don't... They, they have don't, to cut and sew, yeah. Yes. People with hands still have to do that stuff. It's yeah, the labor that's expensive. Ju- yeah. But I don't think, like, milling a textile, even a high-quality one, really costs you anything in terms of labor. Uh, if it's really nice shit. Um, no, but it, but you get my meaning, though. Yeah, like, no, yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, you're not. Yeah, no. You're Belgian linen is is expensive because linen, linen is rare, but not because there's any labor involved. Linen's in making. actually not that rare. It must be if it's as expensive as it is. Like the Belgian shit is. Yeah, because what I'm. I mean, I'm like speaking a painting term. Yeah, where are we getting those like Belgian wetlands? The fuck? Belgian wetlands. We're back on Belgium again. You don't know anything about Belgium. I don't know shit about Belgium. And don't pretend like you do. But isn't wait what so linen comes from flax? Flax is a wet kind of thing because papyrus is linen. No, it's not. Papyrus is papyrus. Papyrus is its own thing. That's yeah, it's reeds. So what the fuck is flax? Flax Flax is a seed and a plant. It's a plant. Yeah. Where the fuck do you grow flax? Oh, I don't know. It seems like it would grow in wetlands. Yes, it does seem like a rice paddy type of thing, but I have no idea. Mm, Maybe Raiden. Harvest it, especially in Belgium. Christopher Lambert is Belgian. The guy that played Raiden in the Mortal Kombat movies. Damn, we just galaxy-brained that. <laughs> <laughs> did you see my eyes just go, the fuck did you just say? Holy shit. So, guys. Damn, that's an instant classic. That's Raiden how you do Raiden makes it, folks. Belgian <laughs> <laughs> I have my next Instagram post, don't worry. Oh, um, that's awesome. Because you know that scary picture of him on the side of the Mortal Kombat like, uh, cabinet arcade? Oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. With the crazy glowing eyes where you're like, ah! Oh, dude, you can find some really good, very humorous ones from the movie as well. Oh, I kind yeah. of loved that movie. I used to love it as a kid, but... It, it was... That was also camp. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Just in the season Did of you camp. Know Steven Spielberg was going to direct that movie. <gasps> he was like a huge Mortal Kombat fan, and he wanted to do it. And like, would. I think there was scheduling conflicts, so he didn't I love do it. it. He's but. like, uh, wait, what would have shot around the same time? Um, in the mid nineties. When, when do you think that movie came out? Ninety five or so. He yeah. was. Mm, that would have been like right after Jurassic Park. He would have been doing Lost World. Ugh. Well, there's probably a movie or two in between there, but I don't know. Mm. Schindler's List was ninety four. He's like, I got post. <laughs> you know, yeah, he was busy at that time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that if he had followed up like Schindler's List and Jurassic Park with Mortal Kombat? I would fucking <laughs> die. I would die. That sounds... That's with some... exactly the oh. same cast of like of like no names. No, but it, no, they would have... If it was him, he'd be like, I'm only working with these people, these people, these people. Like, yeah. It would have been a star-studded shit show. It would have been Battleship. Was Rihanna in Battleship? Yes. Who else was in that? I don't fucking know. It was mm. just Rihanna. Okay. Oh, no. I think Chan- Channing Tatum, I think, was in Battleship. Channing Tatum. Magic Mike was in yeah, that. Channing I'm pretty Tatum. sure Mad- yeah, Magic Mike was in that. Um, Probably wrong. Not looking it up. Never saw either of those movies. I think the only Channing Tatum movie I've ever seen was Hateful Eight. What the fuck is that? 
the Tarantino movie. He's in that. Yeah. Oh. He's like a he's like a big surprise twist element in that movie. He shows up late in in the scene. Apparently, Twenty One Jump Street the reboot is supposed to be good. With him and from Joan. a few years ago, yeah, him and Jonah Hill. Oh, Apparently, okay. that's supposed to be good. Interesting. All right. Well, like on that pain and gain kind Ooh, of. Ooh, uh, Alan wants to come back on, and he assigned us a movie, a Kurt Russell movie from the from the mid '90s called Breakdown. Do you, Do you understand? There's three things about that that I'm. Well, you don't have to watch it. Kurt you Russell, can be the per- mid '90s, the y- title Breakdown. You're on board or off? Off, generally. Off, all of it? Oh, well, okay. What, what's the... Did he give a synopsis? It's a thriller. It's about like a guy and his wife, and they're from Boston, and they're driving through Arizona, and something happens. He couldn't get into it <sighs> without spoiling it, but it's like a thriller, so... I mean, have you, you never saw Unfaithful, the Diane Lane? No, I never did. I should counter. Be like... Yeah, you should. I'll watch it, but this is my counter offer. You have to watch Unfaithful. Oh, I bet Alan's already seen that movie. You're basically just... You, both of you are just subjecting me... To consuming things. shit. Yeah, which is fine. The Diane Lane movie is like, it has Richard Gere in it too. He's the spurned husband. He's the, uh, as you would say, a cuck in their relationship. He gets, you know, left out and then he kills. I, th- I think he kills the other guy. I really don't know. I never watched oh, wow. the end of it. Well, I- I- is he accommodating of their liaison? No, he's he... very angry. Oh, okay. But he's not supposed to know. No. But he finds out in any I think so. Okay. I saw like 45 minutes and I think I fell asleep watching it. So you've never seen the whole movie? No, either. fuck no. <laughs> I watched the the fun parts where they fuck in a stairwell, and I was like, "That's hot." Oh, cool. So you just watched the pornography, and then you were like, "I'm good." Yeah, pretty much. Gotta go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, that looks great." <laughs> and then I think I woke up with Richard Gere doing something, throwing something, and I was like, "Oh, fuck!" Richard Gere's in this movie. Shit. Oh man. Oh, oh. Should I go to the phone? Should I go to the list? Do you, oh yeah, you have the list. Let me. Uh, well, you go to the phone. I'm going to go to the screenshots because I, I can only think in terms of visuals because I'm very lazy. Uh, oh, I took a picture of the. See, look at this fucking picture of a hot topic. That's scary. <laughs> That's going on the gram. <laughs> okay, check the Green and Lewis Instagram for uh, Will's favorite haunted house hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's kind of true, though. Uh, uh, see, all the things on my list are things I want to save because I finished that Zizek book. I can oh. leave that out there as a little teaser. I really want to. Is it like, easy to read? It is. Yeah, can I, I really want to talk about it. Leave it on the table, but it's complicated read. and it's kind of going to take like a whole episode, and I'm not mm-hmm. up for it right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is, we were talking about the Forger before in terms of Sotheby's. I read mm-hmm. an interesting article, I believe, in the Guardian. I didn't write down from where. Your about, favorite news source? It's becoming that. Yeah. Um, about this case in France where there's a burgeoning market for low-cost fakes. So people will approach the market of really, like, lesser-known but vintage artists, so meaning, like, 19th century and before, but Odd. but not canonical people that would, like, be in museums, but people that are provincial and have a following, like, in their particular region. Uh, okay. So there was this guy who was a friend of Matisse, and he had like a regional museum. Friend of Matisse sounds like code word for for lo- your your for a fancy boy. You're doing visual bits again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Will uh, r- raised his pinky finger. You can interpret that yourselves. Yeah, I'll leave it to you. Yeah, uh, but so the, this friend of Matisse, he has a regional following in whatever part of France he's lived in. Okay. And they started this regional museum, and it was discovered a few years after the. Um, I don't know, the lady in charge of this museum died that the, almost the entire collection was forgeries. 
and that like a, and that like a single forger had been like grafting <laughs> this entire community for like a oh, decade. Oh, I kind of love this. Because the paintings only cost like three to five thousand euro or whatever. So like Aww, he was so selling cute. them to like old grandmas and stuff and then selling them to like, you know, like you know, Francois car dealership owner <laughs> in rural France. Oh, like, boy. you know, neighborhood yeah. wealthy people and he had just been like extorting this entire community this entire time they don't know who it That's is not extortion if you're just like uh no right i guess i mean he was he's just, bamboozling he was them. bamboozling them he was fraudulent and like there were some art dealers from that community that were like implicated in it, but they wouldn't give up this guy's name. That's even gentle. Though it's clear I feel like that's very gentle bamboozlery. I think like that's one of like that's a caper. Well, but the problem, I mean, it's kind of fun and funny, but the problem with it is, is like with an artist like that, that doesn't have extensive records of their oeuvre and you've polluted their market to that extent. Oh, like you, now you, nobody you knows tank it. what's yeah. real. Yeah. And now they're all like kind of valueless. And it's oh, not that this, yeah. it's not that this guy is like, they kind of were valueless to begin with. If you know, if people are like, Ooh, I'd like the thing that costs maybe 2,000 euro or, you know, 10,000 euro. Well, that was the sadness of the story to me was like, they're valueless in a monetary way. They'll never be worth more than they already are. But like to the community, this, these are not like they're sentimental. Yeah. They're people that are like, oh, I want the landscape painting from the guy that lived around here. Oh yeah. You know, okay. it's just yeah. like, it's a shittier form of fraud. I would rather people be, uh, forging contemporary art and getting away with it. But this it's a lot easier, but you know, but not really. What this article is explaining is that the market for forgery has gone away from big ticket items because it's much more. Um, there's much more, many more eyes on it. Oh yeah, and so now forgers are starting to do things like this. And Regional it's grift. Oh, because yeah. uh, I'm sure, like I'm, I, I'll just say, like in the American Southwest, the amount of like absolutely desert paintings and like the look of a bad. Georgia O'Keeffe. Yeah, yeah. There's probably plenty of that shit out in the world. Like, oh, here's my like steer skull. Oh my god! And there's probably so many artists in that range that sell their work for like five thousand dollars that we don't even know about that are celebrities in In Tucson or whatever. Like, and how easy it would be to forge that work. Let's let's bring this on a shared experience. So you know, imagine like Heights Arts. Yes. So like something like that, or like all those weird art galleries and like willoughby where you're just like exactly. this is two thousand dollars of this beachscape and you're like the fuck is this and they stay in business so like they stay, someone's do buying buy that shit yeah at at one low point my mom was like maybe you want to like show that's when i was 20 like maybe you want to show the guy at the the frame shop on 200th your paintings and maybe he can sell them i'm like no i know no 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 well yeah there's a lot of reasons that's a bad idea you know not just uh, because you're worried about your own credibility. Not that that matters. It's just that I don't think that guy would even want to do that. No, fuck it's no. Yeah. Weird. It's like too uh, embarrassing on so many um, levels. But you, you know, um, our mutual friend Trevor's mother is a minor celebrity artist of this kind. She like um, has in a Providence as a gallery in South Carolina that shows oh. her like beachscape watercolors. And she lives only off her art. She's not obviously not wealthy. Yeah. But she's th- this type of artist. I mean, she makes competent like landscape paintings and sells them enough. Like a $50,000 heir who yes. also gets a retirement income so you're just like cool. Yeah, I don't even know if she gets a retirement oh. income. She like just she hustles these type of paintings since what she likes to Those make. are people who do like the, you know, you like mat it and then you wrap it in plastic and do like uh art walks and 
craft fairs and shit like that and just you can make a shitload no of no but i'm trying to distinguish because that's a diff that's even a level that's down a, i think from what we're talking about in terms of these four so she's at like stuff. bill busters of the she's, world she's no she's you're thinking of it a little too you're crossing a few different wires, yeah, my wires like there's good. there's different tiers of kitschy art and then there's different tiers of like contemporary art. So like Bill Busta's work is like legit contemporary art, but it's regional and it's low cost, right? Yeah. She's not even in that category at all. She's just in the kitschy category pretty squarely, but at the high end of it. Okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like it's like a gallery and like, they like salon it with all the crap that they have. Probably. Like probably. probably makes a lot yeah, of yeah. Uh, well, like in the same sense that a Thomas Kincaid original painting when he was alive was like $75,000. I think they might have been hundreds of thousands what? of dollars if they were big enough. Yeah. Because in La- I know this because in Las Vegas they had a Thomas Kincaid gallery. Remember how there was a chain of those for a long time? There was. Yeah. Um, they had one in Las Vegas where there was originals of his or quote originals. Who knows if he even touched them? They were probably just assistant made. But because they were like real oil paintings and not just prints, they were very expensive. Well, Five figures minimum. What the fuck? I mean, there was a thing back in the day like you could order them from this weird like old like it's a catalog like Sky Mall, but like with kitschier crap designed to market to old people so like they'd have weird shit like as seen on tv but they would also have what's his name thomas kincaid thank you um they would have kincaid so they'd be like here's a Clay, but here's a Clay that if you have one of the artists in his studio add rays of light in it's an extra five hundred dollars i'm familiar with this yeah yeah and i'm sure there's one where it's just like maybe the the artist in the studio paint the painting and then he paints the rays of light in and they're, you know, that's an extra 10 grand or whatever. Like, it's all based on, like, someone's painting rays of light in. Yeah, that's that's their clever marketing tactic for, like, hey, this is just a printout with a palette knife smudgy on it. Ish. Like, yeah. it's uh, someone dragged a raggedy-ass paint brush across and was like, eh, $500, please. Yeah. But anyway, that's all to say that, like, this there's all these different art worlds like in the same way that we talk about 23rd street or whatever being that's a whole nother middle category between these other two is there anything category in the consumer is there anything open on 23rd street yeah there's a like hype beast clothing store no half king margaret thatcher and nothing yeah that block has become kind of residential at this point i mean yeah um but no, there's a gallery called Jim Kemper Fine Art. There's like a few, but they're not. Oh, because that's like the antique store. There is an antique place on there. No, like... do you know? Do you, uh, I shouldn't say her name, but a friend of mine just opened a show at Jim Kemper on 23rd. Oh, Jim Kemper is that corner place. I think it's the corner place. Oh, yeah, with yeah. the weird sculpture garden. Yeah. And he the two deals floors. that lady who had a bunch of plastic surgery and does like um, giant sculptures that are hyper photorealistic of like her like holding her tits. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with that, but uh, I don't think I want to be. Oh, I'll show you a picture. Don't worry. This might also go on the gram. Yeah. Because um, this lady, whatever she sells, she pumps in right into her face. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, it, not the performance artist. No. Orlan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? Orlan. Orlan, yeah. yeah. Is she still a thing? She's still around. Oh, okay. I feel like she's still alive. She's not dead. Problematic now. Like the promotion of self-mutilation. I feel like a lot of SJWs would have a huge problem with her. 
I mean, the art world in general had a problem with her because they were like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with you? You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, what are we supposed to do with you? Like, as you're an not, object? you're not like crazy in the like Kusama way where we can just lock you up and then like you paint some dots and we can make money off of you. Like, like you're just like getting plastic shirt. We don't know what the fuck to do with you. You're not making paintings that we can sell. Right, right. Where's your pumpkin, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like make make pumpkin sized sculptures of your head out of fiberglass or whatever after every time you get a surgery it could be an addition. It yeah, cuz it was all photography too. I think Pace yeah. dealt her for a long time. Really? Wow, she I was I want to say yes. Uh or Pace Wildenstein cuz you know Jocelyn Wildenstein was like, "Oh, someone like me." Oh my god, yeah. Tiger Woman. Um self-identified balloon lips. What? That's what they look like. Her whole face was like a exploding balloon. Oh yeah. And I think it even I mean it started to sag too now, which like if you see a current picture, you're like, damn Oh no. Like I don't know, like half of her skull has to be staples. <laughs> <laughs> just like, all right, pull it back. <laughs> She's like the Joker. She just has like Do art. I wanna know how I got <laughs> these scars. She has art handlers from Pace just come up and be like, In the divorce I got one handler to come back and staple me every month. <laughs> it's like stretching a painting. You guys are good at it. Yeah. <laughs> just grab the clamps and just <laughs> And if the juvederm starts sagging, you guys know how to use needles, right? You know, you guys drugs? And everyone's like, no, we don't do heroin. Sorry, it's not the 80s. They call the guy that fills up the uh, Jeff Koons basketballs with salt water. And they say, get in here. You're the saline guy. <laughs> we, need, oh, we need help with the syringes. Oh, Lord. Um, on, on further art talk, my... Got a text from my mom that was like, "Hey, the C- the museum in Chicago, like I thought it was free. We we're gonna go, and it's twenty five dollars." I'm like, "Fucking go!" Yeah, she like was off board because she's was like, I th- "She's like, I thought all museums are free." I'm like, "Oh, oh you don't leave oh, home." Well, I have to be on- I have to be honest. That's really adorable, and they should be, and they kind of used to be. They definitely were not twenty five dollars. They were not twenty five. But now- I remember walking to the scene and be like, "Hi." student free bitch and like yeah what better example could you get than your mom's like very sincere concern to you that like the art world is classist and full of shit and for fucking douchebags the fact that someone's like oh i like art i guess but like 25 dollars yeah. like come the on. fuck yeah i mean like because they were like it's 25 dollars they could buy him a nice lunch in chicago exactly. it's the mid fucking west it's not moma moma costs the same fucking amount of money well, and, and it's a good point, too, that people in cities look at $25 differently than people like in Flyover $25 is not meaningless. $25 could have bought the two of them like a dinner with drinks. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like if you feel like it, like go to the, I think the Contemporary Art Museum is free. I think so. I don't know. Probably not true. Or it's like $10. Like, that's also really beautiful yeah, and really yeah. nice. Like, that's actually one of the better that's ones. That's a good museum, yeah. I was like, if, but if you want to swing it like this, this, uh, what is it called? Chicago Artists, CAI, is actually like a great, beautiful building. Like, you, it's nice. Like, I like that museum. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah. But it's worth it if you're like going for shit. If you're just going to walk around like it's too big and you're going to be pissed that you spent so much money yeah you're a casual it's like asking a video game player like oh you don't even get a free trial like just to download the game it's 25 dollars, and you have no idea what it's going to be like yeah i (laughs) i yeah i was like oh like i i have to call her tomorrow and be like did you go or did you go the other one like Oh. Like also, like there's other shit in Chicago you can go do that's more interesting. Like, oh, for sure. But no, that it's 
you rarely or I rarely hear stories like that where that actually discourages somebody because, you know, artists in New York find their way around. Oh, we have workarounds um, all the time. Yeah. And I, in general, have been supportive of like these heavy fees because our museums are so highly trafficked that I'm like, fuck all these Chinese tourists, like take their money if they're going to ruin everyone else's experience. You Eastern racist. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. If there's, a, I wasn't trying to be racist, but if we're gonna go there, like, if there's any worse tourists than Americans, it's Chinese people for sure. The Polish, and it, it could just be any tourist. My point was that yeah. I'm fine with gouging. It's fucking Europeans Gouge. too. I'm fine with gouging European tourists and their children because they're ruining everything. Oh yeah, German children in yeah. museums is the fucking worst. Um, but it makes and... me sad that it would discourage anybody. Like, I don't know why museums, museums, if they were ethical, would just have a policy kind of like the Mets used to have, which is like, look, it's $25, but like, if you can't pay it, just come in. Or just like, my thing is like, hi, can you read the signs? Do you know how to read English? Come here, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, yeah this is part of the thing. Like, You get in for however much you want. Uh, we're gonna sucker the international tourists because fuck them. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna take well, their money because some of their markets trade heavier and better against American markets. Who's so. a racist now? Assuming that foreigners don't speak English, I just hate hate all Europeans. Race. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Enough. My thing is mostly Europeans, so I'm like, mm. that's very Anglo Anglo of you to hate the Continentals. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, I feel like I could roll over to London and be like, "Oi, you still I'm call Napoleon in. Bonaparte?" He won't even speak his first name. You know that that little king. You know your 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 little your, your little king over there. Mm. That's <laughs> cute. Aggressive references. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's some deep like DNA laden Welsh nonsense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No. So. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's, oh, that's, that's a that's a like a legitimately a sad story. That sucks. I was I was like, just go. Like you're also on vacation. Fuck it, go. Like, why are you like? I don't want to spend money. You're on vacation. Go spend money. That's what you do. Yeah, I know. But some people. But I guess yeah. you're always spending money on vacation. You so are. You're, just you're like, hemorrhaging you know. money. So yeah. if you're not that into the art museum, you're not gonna go. Also, if you don't know like where to go to get like good food for not that much money, you're gonna overspend. You're gonna go to the Grand Lux and blow fifty dollars each, and you're gonna be pissed that oh, you just sure. went. To... You're gonna go to the Applebee's on Michigan. Isn't Applebee's on Michigan? I'm sure, there is. I'm just know. you know, I'm just speculating. But Grand Lux is just a cheesecake factory. Mm -hmm. I, if I saw one right now, I'd I would go it. to a cheesecake factory right now. Bitch. Um, oh, we should go. We should go visit Julie. Yeah. Because by the mall, you know the Edison Mall. Yeah. There's a cheesecake factory. Oh hell yes. Like yeah, we'll we'll be right there. Sorry, we're we'll not hungry at this barbecue <laughs> because I just ate ravioli covered in like syrup. Well, no, she'll get a super high and then we'll be like, yeah, you don't have to cook. We're going to cheesecake factory. Oh, man, but no one will be able to drive. We have Ubers in New Jersey. That's true, but that that's tough. That's a long way. Yeah. Fuck. That actually does sound pleasurable. <laughs> Get really baked and then just go to a place that e hands you a book every, as your yeah, menu. And yeah, you're like, that's true. I do want that, and I do want that, and can I have a side Caesar? I don't know. That sounds good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it would take you less time to read an X-Men omnibus than a Cheesecake Factory menu. Probably. It's about the same size. No, that sounds right. Yeah, everything sounds pleasurable about, pleasurable about that, except for Uber in New Jersey. I mean, the New Jersey part sounds the least, but I fucking hate yeah, it. Yeah, the whole thing. But, 
I don't know. Already in New Jersey, you're getting to Uber drivers that are going to talk to you. Ugh. And that's what I don't want. Especially they talk? Yeah. No. Because no. You, because you don't just get, you don't just get like I don't know, you don't get professional drivers necessarily. Mm. You get like Jim who's like, "I oh. drive on the weekends for extra money." And like, "How are you?" And partner you're like, and you're Shut like, up. "Oh, man, now I got to talk to Jim." Like, Fuck no. And he's like too nice to be rude to. I And he doesn't take social cues of like putting oh. your headphones on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no way around it. Jim's going to talk to you. He's going to talk. Um I was in a lift on Saturday with truly a 90-year-old woman. So congrats to her for figuring it out. You shared a lift with a 90-year-old or she was the driver? No, she was she was a lady. In, she was in the backseat just chilling. Cool. Because you can see pictures of the people that you're sharing with. Damn. And I was like... Dude, that's pretty sick that okay. an old lady like figured out ride Yeah, Glenda like is that. fucking like, chilling that was in her the name? back. I don't know what her name was. Uh, I think it was Loretta. Oh, even better. Yeah, like a 90-year-old, like, red hat lady, black lady, like, yeah, just, like, yeah. with a purple on in her profile picture, like, she staged it. I was like... Ooh, but she was sitting in the back. Yeah, she's being driven by, you know... By a, a, a white, car from oh, Somalia. By a white-passing uh, Middle Eastern man. So I was like, oh, get okay. it, girl. All right. Um, and Moving then, on up. Yeah. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And then, you know, obviously, like, some salty other gay behind me. And I was like, oh, hi. I can see you texting angrily. Shut up. Um, and I got dropped off first. And I was like, <laughs> but, like, the guy was just happy. He wasn't chatty. He was just, like, driving with a smile on his face. I'm like, you need to calm the fuck down. Oh, I kind of like that, though, because I've also had angry, silent drivers and judgy, silent drivers. I don't like that one bit. Oh, they're on my level. I'd rather have happy guy because what he's he's sending the signal that, like, look, if you want to talk to me, we can, like, do this. Mm -hmm. But I'm also just, like, having my day. And if you don't want to talk, like, I'm just, like, having fun. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that type of driver. Well, I was just like, okay, you're nice. Uh, Why don't you drop me off at the corner? I'm going to go to the big anyway. Right you know do whatever you gotta do with the light because i was looking at his map and i was like you know if this makes it easier he's like okay i'm like all right thank you you're not getting a tip um wait a minute he did a nice thing for you and you didn't tip him it doesn't tip automatically no it doesn't tip what automatically. the fuck i thought it used to no it never has that means you've never tipped anybody i wonder I t- what your rating is man that's probably terrible that's fucking bullshit you gotta tip these people i tip the guy who did two stops for me or one stop for me i tip him a lot you should tip them every time. I, I know it's... I didn't know. It doesn't... Uber you, Uber used to be like, oh, we don't tip. They all used to be like that. That's how they get you. <gasps> and now they're like, oh, by the way, we don't pay our workers a lot at all. So we've introduced a tip function so we can pass this cost I on truly thought the tip was just like a bonus. It's no, not no. a bonus it, anymore? You, no. They, they pay those drivers like shit and the tip is there because they get to keep at least most of it. Wait, when did it stop? Because I don't know. Well, they always got paid like shit, but there was less Uber drivers at first. And their pay rate was probably a little bit higher at first. Yeah, like I thought the these... whole thing with like Uber when it first started was like, you don't worry about tip. You just call your car and it's included. And you're like, okay. That was the whole thing. But the business model was like, since you don't have to buy a taxi medallion, it makes sense for you to make less per ride than you would as a cab driver because you're not paying back this super huge loan you took out to buy a $1.2 million coin. Medallion, yeah. Yeah. So that was the incentive to get a lot of drivers. But once they got a lot of drivers, they were like, oh, we'll never increase your rate of pay. Oh. And the drivers were like, but I have to do this full time like just to make ends meet. And there's also all the criteria for what kind of car you can drive, what kind of insurance you have 
how many oh. tickets you can get gets oh, stricter shit. and stricter and stricter. So their rate of pay gets less and less and less over time because it never changes. So And then gonna, the tip I'm, feature comes along because the drivers complain. And to not get an open revolt, they pass that on to the consumer. I was not aware of this. Yeah. So it's a so do- I, it's a double bind because you know what? So a, I got a tipsy heed right now. You should tip him now. Yeah. Mm. You know what? Like a what a free market Republican would say is that you know you shouldn't tip because if enough people don't tip, they'll eliminate their that feature and pay their drivers more. Which of course is how going you to can't happen. tip. You can tip post how ride no. It usually prompts you, man. No. I don't know. You looking at your app is not very interesting. Can you focus on the conversation? I am, you but can, I'm You very can tip Saheed later. Ugh. I'll teach you how. Thank you. Since apparently you've been stiffing people for years. I didn't know. I thought it was all included. I fucked no, up. No, oh, it hasn't, shit. dude. Dude. Tip. I also don't. The whole I don't take them that often. I okay. That's fair enough. I take them. A lot. I take like one a month, maybe. That's even pushing. Oh, okay. That's like, that's forgivable. I like, mean, whatever. I take one... Yeah, like, I took the one from my studio home because it was fucking pouring, yeah. and I needed to drop off a very heavy thing at a bar that I took it from, and then I needed him to take me home, so I was like, here's your $5. Thank you for Well, yeah. I guess, I guess in all candor, I should say, I'm really familiar with this because I take them a lot for work, and those rides are expensive because they're XL a lot of the time, and they're oh. too far away places. And oh, I, no, it wasn't Excel. And I am gone, yeah. problematic oh, you because are, I'm bringing yeah, yeah. packages and shit, so I, uh, I'm okay. really aware of what's going on with the rideshare people because I use that service a lot, and I oh. don't want to upset them. And like, oh, yeah, I also I feel bad for them because I just see their lives all the time. Oh, yeah, I don't... I and don't. then in my personal life, I especially am aware of it because I don't want... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've always like just been in... like things that other people have called and i just venmo and i'm like whatever here you go like i don't know yeah well those people are tipping and hopefully they're including in their venmo charge of you or hopefully you're including in your i usually yeah i always ask like how much do i how much do i owe you and they're like boop so yeah yeah, i truly don't even know you'll find sahid on venmo and be like thanks for the ride bud the government don't need to know about this you're not gonna get a tax on no that would be nice yeah I feel like they should just have that, just like a little like the QR code of like, here's my Venmo. Fuck these guys. Well, I think oh, they should do that. That Isn't would that, that would be sick. Tip me, tip me on Venmo. Here it is, and just like go. Oh, I would those totally companies. do that. that would I'd be, be like, here you yeah. go, two dollars, two dollars, two dollars. Like, eh. I think a lot of people would do that, but I bet that's a breach of contract in some way, or Fuck or em. you would have already seen that. No, because they're monitored really heavily. The moment oh. somebody took a picture of like their. You know, had a let's say they had a bad customer service interaction oh. with this driver, and they took a picture of that guy's like little taxi license, yeah. and then his Venmo thing, and were like, "Uber, this is what your driver's up to." Oh, his life is over. Even even that time that guy crashed his cab on the median, I didn't. I took a picture of his medallion, and then I was like, "You know what? Ooh, you should tell that story. You've never told that before. That's a good story." Well, when I was really fucking tired and landed at the airport. Where okay, so let back, me back this up. Story. So I fly into the joy that is LaGuardia Airport. I don't know what terminal because they're all basically just like war zones. Yeah. And then I go, hmm. Could call a car, but hmm, I didn't charge my phone, so fuck it. Let me just go to the taxi line like a normal New Yorker, like because you know, I like that anyway. Okay. Get into this weird van taxi which i'm like oh i don't know why i have this whole van this is weird 
And well, because they just kind of line you. They up line you up, and then you they hurt you, you in those get. fuckers. It doesn't yeah, really matter. no. Yeah. Um, it does not. It's sometimes it's really incongruous, though. I've gotten like, the van to myself from the airport. Yeah, so. I'm like, I don't need a fucking van. I have a fucking duffel bag and like a tote bag. Like, I'm not a huge person. And then this guy's got like, where are you going? I'm like, here. And then he plugs it into his GPS, and I go, okie dokie. And then off we go. And then somehow when we're getting off of the freeway i'm like i've done this drive like i know this drive from the airport back like i can probably do it blindfolded at this point like it's not hard yeah we should also make it clear that like with where we live and where LaGuardia is it's a very easy drive and it's very short it should be no more than 20 minutes it's a 20 minute drive especially at 10 p.m it's not a complicated thing but um I don't know how this relates to your story, but I've had taxi drivers take advantage of me or try to and oh, he, start taking longer routes or like oh. getting lost when they're just bullshitting and they're trying to get a bigger ride than it's worth. No, the, uh, well, that's always the thing. But I, you know, if you're in a cab with me and you're trying to get fucking lost, I'm like, what are you doing? Where yeah, are you yeah, going? Yeah. What's your route? What's your GPS? I know. Do you the, like, you know, I am the first one to be like, excuse me. Um, but this guy's like clearly, and I'm just like kind of tired and I'm just sitting in the back. Like, and obviously you're on the BQE, you get off the exit. I'm like, okay, yeah, duh. Like, it's not hard. It's all just freeway. We get off the freeway and he takes his left turn onto Kent or not Kent, some other, whatever that exit is, slams into the median (laughs) and he tries to back up off of the median, which he cannot do because his wheels do not touch the ground. (laughs) And then two guys like come like you know come can, over can, and try. Can I back you up for yeah. one second? Were you looking at your phone or something? Like how did he do this? How did he slam into the median? Because like it's in the underpass and apparently it wasn't lit enough. He also was a very bad driver. Okay, uh, he was kind of shitty. Like he's like me on a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm yeah. like, ah, fuck. How do I parallel park? Um, slams into the median. And I'm like, he's like, I'm like, what are you trying to reverse on? You 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 can't reverse. Like your car's fucked. What what you're in the air right now, and like two guys like double park and try and help them off, and they're like, "Yeah, man, I don't know what you're gonna do." And I'm like, I had also like all me and all my shit like flew into the back of his seat. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because I don't put seat belts on in cabs because I'm a bitch. Um, yeah, I sit in the back, cross my legs, and go. I should be arriving at my destination. I did not, and then he kept the meter running. <laughs> I forgot about that. Part. While these dudes were trying, and I was like, "So, are you calling me another car, or do I have to like, what do we do?" Because <laughs> I just want to go the fuck home because yeah. I've been in the air. And he's like, "I don't know, man. Uh, Twenty five dollars." I'm like, "Are you shitting me?" Okay, turn the fucking thing on because I gotta figure it out now. He's like, "Yeah, I gotta let you out." I'm like. You've let the meter run for five minutes <laughs> on my 2% of battery? Oh, my God. Well, wait a minute. Did you pay this man? I did. I, w- I took a photo <laughs> of the thing. I took a photo of the the medallion and his like license, and I was like, I'm going f- to fuck this man up. And then I was like, you know, once I had, like, months my rage, like, I had a cigarette before my, like, Juno arrived or whatever. And I was like... This man owes so much money. He is the worst driver in fucking New York. He's probably like barely clinging to any existence here. Like, I'm not gonna make his life fucking harder. Like, what are you gonna do? Call the taxi and limousine commission? And be like, hi, this guy fucked me up. And then, uh, by the way, I had to pay him after I couldn't get to my destination. Oh, he for sure would have lost his 
everything. You, you know, his license even. Like he could not drive. Like, a, and I'm not going to do that. Like, well, but as a matter of fact, he probably did. Like, he probably should have once he actually like, claimed his insurance. Like, he fucked well, that car. Well, if he fucked his car up so bad in the middle of a ride, like, whether you paid or not, I'm sure when um, a taxicab meter starts, that that's a formal record of yeah. a transaction that they can track. So, whether or not you made an issue of it, his superiors knew that he wrecked this car with a passenger because in it. he also never went back to the pick up more rides nope and since you never made an issue of it he probably lied about it and said there was nobody in the car oh it just ha- you know what i mean like that guy was fucked either way yeah but so i'm not gonna I, add to his i guess fucked. good on you but at the same time like man i still have a picture on my phone just pretty like, hey, fucking crazy this guy's still on the road is there a statute of limitations on like I just want my 25 bucks back at this point. I was so pissed. I was like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, man, I just bought like a fucking Cinnabon. Like, I just blew $10 being fat, and now you threw me against your fucking seat back. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah. But then the little the little Juno man showed up and I was like, Oh, you found me. Thank God. Do you have a charger? And he's like, yeah, buddy, what's going on? I'm like, my cab from the airport crashed. He's like, you're safe now. I'll get you home. I was like, you're the best. I, that one, cause I didn't know it was a new thing. I was like, I tipped the shit out of him. I'm oh like, yeah. You are so good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wow. So you paid like $75 for that ride home. That was a $5 airport. ride and I gave him five bucks. Oh, so, hell yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know what? Then you made out better than, uh, you made out better than any situation. You spent $35 total. You spent yeah. $25 on the one guy and $10 on the next guy. Yeah. yeah. Somebody got a tip. That other guy, his entire life was his ruined. His life is ruined, yeah. And I mean, it's my, not your fault. I wasn't driving because yeah. I know I've taken that turn hundreds of times. <laughs> not hundreds, fifties of times. Yeah, yeah. And I've never driven in the fucking medium. I've done that drive even a little tipsy. <laughs> Allegedly. According to some, because uh, you just got to go over, pick a bridge, and then you just go, and you're tired. I don't know. And sometimes you need like, you know, two gin tonics on the plane. I don't know. Um, you're fine. You pay your forty dollars for parking, and then you drive home <laughs> while chain smoking. It's fine. You do it on autopilot. Um, this has been cab talk. Uh, what are we at? What do we at time wise? Uh, this is seventy two minutes. Th- this has been the episode. That's a good place to stop. <sighs> yeah, I'm tired of talking. That's I'm a good so story. That's a classic story. I'm tired of talking to. You. I want to put the fan back. I need on. the fan. So I have. Sweat. I'm sweating my ass off right now. Just my here. my day at work started with flop sweating through my all of my clothing because I put a blazer on. Was like, I'll oh. be, I'll look pretty, and then I was like, <gasps> I drank a large coffee and all my pores are open. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. oh, okay. Well, well, this has been G and L. Yeah, follow the pod. Follow the pod. follow the, follow the Instagram. Sorry, follow the Instagram. Follow the pod of the Instagram. The Instagram of the pod. We're both we're both tired. We're it's, tired. It's midnight at this point. Follow uh, a green with an e uh, underscore and underscore Lewis on Instagram. Okay, okay bye. Good night.